0: This is Leave the Bottle Podcast. I'm Randy. And I'm Jim. Jim, I want to start just very briefly, since we absolutely don't know what we're talking about, literally. um, Two things that people have asked me, and I want your input on this. The first is, why do you guys uh, not have a schedule like once a week or whatever? And that answer is pretty easy. Uh, Our schedules. Are hard to make mesh, I mean, because we're six hours different, right?
1: Right. Yep.
0: And you are a hard worker, you're busy and not in a position to do podcasting uh, all the time and uh, I sort of could, but not in the hours where you'd be available.
1: Well, actually I could, I mean, I, hell, I could podcast every every day but uh, for like us uh, the time difference does get in the way because you're six hours ahead of me I mean, as we're uh, taping this, it's six AM, six oh two AM for me. So it's twelve uh, at your house, and so that, that makes it difficult because uh, you know I I work through the day. So by the time I get home from work, it's approaching midnight your time. So you know, it makes it tough. I mean, I would love. I wish we could do you know three four a week. I would love to. It. Nice. I, I, I have a big mouth. I have plenty I can talk about. I mean, I never will run out of topics. It's just kind of coordinating that because I actually I have had a couple of friends ask me, why don't you do it more often? And I've said that it's all a matter of time logistics. Really, it's I don't think it's anything else. And I think that probably a lot of other podcasters run into that now. Now, because we have these tools that you can be in France, I can be in Connecticut and uh, we can do this. uh it's not like the old days when you had to stay in the same studio and and therefore you know it, it was what it was, um
0: right, right, but the other question yeah, i
1: mean I, I would love to do it more
0: Go ahead. yeah, me too, and by the way, what we really should do is because I'm six hours ahead, I should like give you stock tips or something because <laughs> I'm in the future, <laughs> right no, I don't yes, think I like,
1: can like continuum, yeah, I
0: don't think that would really work though, um, the other question is. Uh, what exactly is this podcast about? Most podcasts are themed. And I'm going to say right now that this is not really a podcast. It's just a discussion we have. We enjoy talking. And if other people enjoy listening, so much the better. But we actually don't have any theme. There's a couple of things I don't care to talk about unless we have guests who want to. One of them is sports, as you know. Mm -hmm. The other one is I don't like to analyze current events literally because there's already too much of that anyway and you know who are we anyway to analyze I don't I like don't to a, you, know you like I to opine I know that's
1: that's where we differ wildly because I got I've got far too many opinions <laughs> about anything you know the sun rising in the east is a is worthwhile topic for me,
0: so well you the, know, it isn't so much the opinions though Jim in fact um I've thought about this because I've had to uncircle a few people recently on various you know unfollow whatever right. and it isn't because I disagree with them or even that I find them obnoxious if they're totally different than me and have different opinions but the uh, the reason for that is because when people, and I think I've said this before, by the way, we may have talked about this before, when people start parroting, because the internet and social media especially is a big concentration of this, so when people start parroting links with absolutely no value of their own, and they're just, you know, it's just propaganda links. Right now, there are a couple of really horrible things. I'm not even going to name them, okay, but there's a couple of really horrible things going on, and people are just retweeting headlines. You know, it's just, there's no thought behind that, and it eventually, as someone actually tweeted something very interesting, which said... Um, the fact that you're retweeting photos of injured children is not going to really, you know, that doesn't help the cause actually, because it's it just it's just parroting propaganda. And you uh, mentioned you you and I both saw Steve Factor's, who was a guest on this podcast, his post, and he did a good job because he didn't he did the opposite of that. He didn't parrot. Of a bunch of crap, he actually gave some thoughts. Plus, it was balanced. You have to say he spoke on both sides. Um, we're talking
1: about we're talking
0: about mainly Gaza here, yeah, and and
1: Russia as well. That was the main uh, gist of Steve Factor's. Uh, post.
0: Yeah, and I mean, he, the guy is super intelligent, as we know from having yes. spoken to him at length on this thing. But uh, he's, that's a perfect example of, of doing something that I don't, absolutely don't object to. I mean, he could do that every day if it was valid, you know, different subjects and valid stuff. Anyway, that's one of the things that irritates me about that. And the other thing, the conjecture part of it, you have an opinion, fine. But what's going to happen is when they find the plane or whatever, you know, whatever topic it is, uh, we could talk about the end of Lost. You know, <laughs> they didn't mm-hmm. find the. Well, they're they did. They kind of did, but it was a model. Yeah. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're still dead. Hey, can we? Um, I know you it's, have. It's, you it's, actually funny. Had, yeah, it's go ahead. funny
1: because you and I again wildly disagree on that. I love conjecture. I'm not saying that um, I agree with with listening to every last thing that every last person has to say. That's your own personal filter mm-hmm. from there. And I have found, frankly, the last several weeks in particular that I have um, unfollowed more than a few people, especially on Twitter, who have been posting ad nauseum uh, dead, uh, blown up children pictures from, uh, from Gaza. You know, I get the intent. The intent there is to show the world what they perceive, which, I mean, if any dead child, it's an injustice and it's wrong no matter what. You know, whether what side of the fence you want to sit on it, what a blame you want to assign to anybody in the end, a dead child is that there's nothing more horrible in life as far as I'm concerned. Right. Uh, And and so I get that. But I don't need to have post after post after post show up with with the pictures in my feed it's the same thing. I've done the same thing on Facebook where a couple of news organizations who are, were doing too much of like showing dead animals and showing dead this and, and dead persons mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And you want to show a link? You want to just have like a, a paragraph or like in, in 140 characters in Twitter with a link to the story with a you know a little – just all you have to say is graphic photos. That's all it has to say, graphic photos. Then I, you're giving me the choice to go and see what I want to see or not be able to unsee from there what I've seen. Mm-hmm. But when you just throw it into my feed continually, I find that disrespectful to other people. And you know what? you It's your choice to do that, but it's my choice to say, you know what? Even though I've perceived you as having value at some point – I can't, I don't need to put myself through that. You know, I just don't. And, and you know we're, what? We're, we're seeing too much of that right now.
0: Well, we are. And you know what? Um, there just happens to be a conjuncture, if that's a word, uh, of the two big stories today. There's other stories too. But anyway, um, it's interesting because there are a couple of techniques. One is you could just uncircle some. Suppose you're interested in somebody who's interested in... Uh, I mean, suppose you're interested in biking in the Tour de France or something like that, and you're following somebody who posts on that, and then they start with the pictures of, uh, or articles or propaganda or any other tack that you're not interested in. Uh, and this happens to me because I don't like sports, that there are people who I really enjoy following, but then during some endless, seemingly endless World Cup, you know, or like day after day, <laughs> after day after day of... Of mindless, a lot of that's mindless too. By the way, what they're tweeting. But anyway, the point is, um, there are solutions on a lot of tools like Twitter. I think maybe it's TweetDeck. I don't even use it, but I, I, there are several uh, Twitter clients that have like uh, temporary mutes where you're not watching people on on right. Google. Actually, on Google Plus, there is. A, I think it still works. There used to be a great plugin that would eliminate anything that had a certain specific hashtag. So well, if you the, had like a world cup hashtag, you right. would never see those posts. I'm not well, sure Plume, that still works or not, but
1: I use Plume for Twitter, P L U M E. That's the client that I use for Twitter and that has hashtag blocking. Yeah. Which is beautiful. So like on Sunday if people night, use
0: hashtags it if works. If people yeah. use
1: and I've gotten in I've gotten into wars with people on Twitter about it. It's like it's if TV. you're going to talk about, you know, a specific TV show knock yourself out but just use the hashtag the walking dead or whatever then you can say whatever you want and people like me can just block it out and i've said this before and they get all sorts of pissy about it and it's like is it that much of an ask just to do it's to me it's it's proper etiquette and i get it Uh, i had somebody say well you know twitter doesn't actually offer that and their native client it's like no they don't but shame on them frankly for not doing it because TweetDeck offers are Hootsuite.
0: Well, everybody's interested awesome. in hashtags now. I mean, that's become in the beginning I thought I, I thought I they them. were ugly, although they're fine on Twitter by the way. But I didn't like them on Google Plus, and I'm still not thrilled with them being visible in there, but they've they've done a little work on it. And it's fine. And I now I use them extensively for other reasons. But on Twitter, that's become the de facto anyway. So if you if you don't uh, there's, there's even, you know, there's like the just saying hashtag, there's these hashtags. There must be a name for this now where you, it's actually not really a hashtag. It's kind of right. like whatever that now, is. Can I ask you a question? Sure.
1: Have you ever been unfollowed on any sort of social media where it, where it bothered you that that person, I don't know if you've ever Well, you don't even know. Unfollowed. How do you know? Well, yeah. You, Unless you, you, you look. Right out. Well, no, like on Twitter, I use a client that tells oh. me who's unfollowing me, so I get a daily email report that says, okay, okay no, no people unfollowed you today, two people unfollowed you today, you know, your mother unfollowed you today. I
0: don't get that. I don't have that. No? You have to ask for that.
1: Yes, it's a, yeah, it's like a plug-in. Um, but yeah, because it's... I
0: I've, don't care.
1: Well, you know, I, did, I typically don't care either, but I've had it happen actually with people that i know in real life
0: yeah well uh, facebook i'm sure people do that on facebook oh yeah oh
1: yeah it'd be funny five people because they didn't like either my political views or
0: oh no no that's not possible jim (laughs) (laughs) that's that i I don't even believe that you're lying now (laughs) yeah my mom just re-added me actually (laughs) (laughs) no but hey uh wouldn't it be great if when you unfollow somebody on twitter it had a little thing that said reason How do you like That'd be pretty cool? You're an asshole. Yeah, right. You're an ass. (laughs) Anyway, uh, enough social media. We always try to avoid that, but eventually it becomes unavoidable to throw a a few things in there. Um, I wanted to evoke a bunch of TV shows, but but that can always wait for the end because it's real frivolous, lightweight stuff. You actually had some kind of a theme, and I'm struggling to remember what it was. I think it was coincidence.
1: It was, was, yeah, a randomness. Yeah. what started me thinking i mean i'm always thinking about it. i'm one of these people who dwell on those topics for forever and uh last week when the malaysian airliner was shot down um sorry ap it didn't crash it was shot down uh when it was shot down they were they were highlighting the uh bizarre really instances like the dutch cyclist uh He was booked on that flight, and he was booked on the Malaysian flight that disappeared in March. Now, now one left from Netherlands. The other one left from Australia, I believe. So very, very, very very different. Ten million
0: to one chance, right?
1: What are the odds on the same guy having tickets on both and canceling both times? And then there was the Australian woman whose brother and his wife were on the first one that vanished. So she lost her brother and sister-in-law. Her stepdaughter was on the second flight. Now I can't even imagine the God. sorrow involved. I can't even begin to imagine. But what are the odds that four five, four months apart and different spectrums of the world, ten thousand miles apart, going to two different places to begin with? That this woman would lose, both you know, so much family in two separate parts. That's and awful. And in the cyclist. Who you know escaped death
0: twice? Has anybody checked the cyclist story? That's so so incredibly unlikely. My
1: understanding is, my understanding is, it's real. My understanding is that he had the tickets for it. I mean, I, I could be wrong,
0: but it's not impossible. But it's you know, very unlikely. Anyway, well, it's, fine. What's,
1: you know, it's unlikely that she would have lost so many family members two separate times. That's too. sad. Yeah. Well, it really same
0: airline sad. though. Remember, so yeah, that, there yeah, is I know, some but, connection. Yeah, there. no, but one disappeared.
1: Prob more than likely they assume more than we likely, don't know. Because, we might know. come
0: back like the forty four hundred. Yeah, it could. Well, my, that's it, what I'm willing to. That's what I'm willing to do. You want to conjecture? Okay. What if they all came um, back?
1: So I was thinking about the whole randomness. Have you, so
0: have you had this? You got an, Have you got a, yeah, an instance? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was a waiter
1: in this little restaurant in Florida about fourteen, fifteen years ago when uh, my wife was going to college down there. And one day, um, it was a little slow period in the afternoon, and it was uh, a guy about my age at that time, late 30s, sitting in a booth, and I went up to wait on him. And he has his T-shirt on, and it's got a school um, written on it. Well, it's the same exact name as my high school uh, in Connecticut. I said to him, I said, did you go there? And he's like, no. Really? (laughs) Why are you wearing a shirt then? And he wasn't much of a talker. And he's like, Well, it's my girlfriend's t shirt, actually. And I'm laughing to myself inside. It's like, Well, you're wearing your girlfriend's t shirt. I said, Really? I said, She went to school there? He's like, Yeah, she, she went there. And I said, Well, what year did she graduate? He's like, Oh, I don't know. I said, Well, how old is she? And he said, How old? And I said, Well, that's the same age as me. I said, Well, what's your girlfriend's name? He says, Her name. I said, I went to school there from fifth grade straight up through. <laughs> And it was, and I said to him, "Wow, that's really that's really interesting." I said, "I haven't seen her at that point. It had been like twenty or twenty-one years since high school." Mm-hmm. I said, "I haven't seen her since high school. I wasn't friends with her there. You know, we knew each other, but we didn't know, know each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we hung in a few of the same circles, but no real involvement over the years." And uh, it was just, fa- I'm standing there, you know, taking his order, and I'm fascinated. I'm like, "What are the odds in this little Florida town?" And they live in the same town that we lived in uh that somebody who you know, i went to high school with for you know eight years uh and then 21 years later it wasn't them it was her boyfriend wearing her shirt it is our, funny high yeah. school on it so it was it was a kind of interesting one of it was a random thing um that just and I, I always kind of go back to that when i when i think of situations like that the uh, Dutch cyclist, and just the randomness. But the the other side to it, though, is is when I hear people, and I know I'm going to probably catch some hell for this, is when I hear people saying, "Well, you know, God was watching out for you know you this meaning, let's say the cyclist or the mm. other people that got bumped. Like I saw there was other people that got yeah, bumped. Yeah, sure. Like, well, does that? Are you trying to tell me then that God wasn't watching over the little children, the eighty little children that were on that plane? Yeah, that's the immediate. It's such this, a stunningly yeah. arrogant yeah. point of no, view. No, it's, it's, it's crazy. A, it's, it's like really, it's just kind of like in sports. Like I know you love sports. I do. You know, and you know, like God was God wanted the New York Giants to win the Super Bowl instead of the New England Patriots. It's like if you know, if there is a God, I'm sure he probably or she would have much better things to do than follow the Super Bowl or the World Cup or whatever. But it's, it's it's an arrogant outlook to me that, you know, this person was spared while this person wasn't. It's like, okay, then what was wrong with that
0: person? Yeah, actually, kind of, that's, you know, that's, a, that's an interesting point. You're, I agree with you 100% on that. And the it's interesting because there's a huge range of religious beliefs. Um, and I don't know that theologians – Would give that answer, you know what I mean? Because, or they would be called upon to answer, for example, um, that to answer that question. Well, and how could uh, God allow such and such an occurrence, whatever it is, you know, including the the many horrible things that are going on right this minute? Um, Since God loves everybody and He loves everybody equally and there 's been a lot of and some of it a little smarmy in atheist uh conjecture on this kind of thing and answers and it 's true that in in many ways there 's no good answer to that because either this Supreme being is the biggest asshole ever. And just, it just you know randomly decides that this person is going to live and die, and so so that that kind of kills it for me right there as far as using that as a reason. Well, it's either free that.
1: Will.
0: What's that? If free will,
1: will. Then people will say, "Well, you know, you were assigned free will." Yeah,
0: so. but you were assigned free will uh, to what? To get on a plane that you didn't know was going to be shot down. I mean, you know, come on. So you know, I think I we agree. pretty much agree on that. That's a very bad rationalization. Um, speaking of coincidence, there's a, there's an old story and I had to bring this up. Somebody mentioned something on Twitter and I said, oh, that sounds like the fisherman's wife. I said, oh, what do you mean? What, what's the story there? And there's a fish, the fisherman wife story. This is, a, um, this is about, um, priest prescience, whatever, you know, thinking, I know this, something's bad. Gonna happen. So the fisherman's wife story is that the fisherman goes out to sea every day, every morning. And every morning his wife says, says to him, I know I'll never see you again. Or she says to herself, I, I know I'll never see him again. And, you know, about 35 years in, the guy doesn't come back. And she said, I knew <laughs> you know, I knew he was not going to come back today. Yeah, she knew today because she's been repeating that for 35 years. <laughs> right, it's, exactly. it's a And it's something that um, I think we all find ourselves doing, by the way. I, um, I'm trying to think of things, recently there was an example of this, it's like, I don't know, anything from like, when you're trying to boot a computer, this is a way off the wall thing, you're trying to boot a computer, and the symptom is that after a few seconds the fan goes on, then a couple of lights blink, and it beeps, okay, so then you go in and change the memory around, or you do something, and then you go, okay, you, you push the button again, you go... I know this is going to, you know, you do this about 20 times, and each time it's, I know this is going to work or not work. And mm-hmm. eventually it does, and you, you feel really good. I mean, I do that almost all the time. I do that almost every day with something. Oh, am I going to run into this person? I know I'm going to run into this person. I don't want to see. Or <laughs> or the opposite, you know. so God, sure. I wonder if I can run into her. Oh, yeah, she's only. And um, it hap- when it happens, it's like, man, I knew this was going to happen. This harkens back, final story promised on this pretty shallow topic. But I remember, I usually don't win stuff. And I was a, I was a, in junior high. This marked my life. Look at this. This was a long time ago. And I was in uh, Seattle, in Bellevue, Washington, um, in junior high. And they had a drawing for um, for a record. And the record album, the 33... LP was the greatest hits of the fifties. That's how long ago this was, because yes. this was like the sixties or something. It's because
1: you were walking to school and on your roller right along with your pet dinosaur, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. But anyway, no pet rock. No, that was pet rock was probably seventies. Anyway, uh, no. But what happened was, so they start calling names. There were maybe, uh, let's say, there were three names. It was just a drawing. Three names, and I'm thinking to myself. Yeah, I never win, but I'm gonna win. I think I'm, I think my name's gonna be called. My name was called, and it was it blew me away. Uh, but actually, Wasn't that, was, that, that was yeah. But actually, that was the fisherman's wife phenomenon. Of right. yeah, I know. I just wouldn't have remembered it if they wouldn't have called my name. I it's don't like have if, the album you know, anymore. Thanks for asking.
1: <laughs> it's it's kind of like you know once the person who goes to the casino every day Ooh. and loses 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 you know every day they lose a hundred bucks and you know and day fifteen you know they're you know they're bragging to their friends how they they won a hundred bucks yeah but the other fourteen days you didn't it,
0: that sounds like signing a phone contract to me too <laughs> it can be very like winning stuff is fun I yeah know. it is gambling I've, do you, do you gamble tell me uh, you don't yeah. have. And no. and you don't have a, so you'd never had a problem that made you stop gambling or did you?
1: No, well, no. This is very no.
0: personal. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, no it's okay. No, now, I didn't have a problem, but I did get for a short period of time back in the early '90s. I was uh, cooking in a restaurant, and and working in the kitchen of a restaurant is a completely different breed of animal. All all the anybody out there who has ever worked for any length of time in a restaurant will understand exactly what I'm saying. Restaurant people are completely different than the rest of society. We operate on a completely different plane of reality than everybody else. It's it's just—it's quite often why you know they say like-minded people. Uh That's kind of—it's kind of like the the herd of misfit children becoming adults migrates to restaurants. Quite
0: well, it's, all, it's also you against the world this kind of team thing in a sense. I'm not, you know, not in the sense. also,
1: it's one of those things, frankly, you're working hard. This is going to sound very judgmental because it is, it is very, very, very hard work, uh, especially like in the summertime you're in a kitchen and it's just horrible conditions. But uh, a lot of the time it's like those are the people, they want to just go in, they want to get done what they need to get done. There's no set plan really other than just getting through that shift and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's not like you have long-term goals like in a lot of companies or corporations or things like that. There is no long-term goal. There's closing time when the doors are locked. And uh, my wife is always joking with me that I used to win stuff all the time um, before I met her and that since then I didn't. But back mm-hmm. then, for a while there… You won um, her
0: is the answer, though. Yeah, yeah, I won Big, the booth. That's prize. the biggest, no. <laughs> well, that's it.
1: But, uh, yeah, as far as, uh, I lost my train of thought there for a second. I'm sorry. Gambling, but, for, no, for uh, the gambling thing, eh, for about a year there, I was doing, that. we had a TV in the kitchen, and we were all sports fanatics, yeah. and we were calling the bookie every night and, you know, Ooh. betting on six, eight, nine games at a time kind of thing, and... It was getting to be a drag after a while because I was actually winning a lot on college basketball, but then I'd lose it all on football and things mm. like that and it was the pressure after a while you know some weeks I'd win five hundred or a thousand dollars, but other weeks I would lose five hundred or you know one time I lost a thousand dollars, and I had to meet and it sounds so cliche, but I had to meet this like big, tough guy Ooh. at this bar to pay you know to pay up at the end of the week right. and i'm handing it to him and he was pleasant because i was paying it was right it, it wasn't it, it the not, like, broken yeah head. he wasn't coming to break my legs or anything like that and i was thinking about it i'm like for one thing it really sucked paying that thousand dollars sure but the other you know it was just like you know this is not how i want to keep living my life and and really that became it for me and then i met my wife and you know now I don't even, you know, I might buy an occasional Powerball ticket or something, but you know, other than that, but I used to win all the time, contests, drawings. Um, I actually just won again uh, this last year. I won um, uh, a Nexus 7. Right. Uh, I, just, I just happened to see online, a, 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 what's her name, uh, Queen Latifah. Per show, Every month offers five prizes, and you just put your email address in, and you forget about it. Well, I got notified like a month later that I won the November contest for the next cool. seven.
0: Well, if like, you don't oh. enter, you'll never win, of course.
1: But the one thing I did, it's my one little claim to fame, actually, is that I, um, I won a contest uh, that I actually had to play in to win a trivia contest hmm. back in 1997. It was every week for like 10 weeks, bars across the country, you played trivia on, wow. on these consoles and no ten one winner each week was flown out to San Diego to play for a million dollars. And I won one week. I beat everybody in the playoff and all that stuff. So I flew out to San Diego to play for a million dollars. We were on good morning, San Diego. Wow. This, that, and the other thing. And then it it got time to play for, for real. And, uh, (laughs) the nerves kicked in nicely. The thing, the funny thing is they had it in a bar. They had it in a bar. They let you drink. Mm Mm-hmm they ply well. They didn't ply us with drinks because that's not fair. But the whole weekend that we were there, we didn't. We had an open bar bill. They stopped paying for uh, drinks for us like three hours or two hours before the contest started. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, <laughs> so, doesn't it? I wasn't, I wasn't completely liquored up or anything before that, before playing. But we had to play. It was like an hour and a half long, broken into three games, and there was a couple hundred people in there, and you know, reporters and all. this. It was very nerve wracking. Yeah. And, None of us, none of us won the million dollars. You had to do a spe- head a specific number, twice to win the million dollars. So they had one more game where the winner, just the outright winner, would win a trip to the Virgin Islands. And I won that, so that was fun. Ooh. That was fun. Yeah, so I won. I, I won a long weekend out in San Diego at a, in La Jolla, and I won the trip to the Virgin Islands and all that stuff. But um, that's cool. Winning stuff is fun. It is, and it's great. But
0: but, um, the expression is, uh, in Vegas and casinos, The scared money never wins, first of all. And the opposite of that happened to me. I'm a horrible gambler, and I'm not a good – I can play blackjack because the rules are simple and I understand them, but I'm Mm -hmm. not a card counter or any kind. I mean I have no talent of any kind in cards, numbers, sports, any of that and uh but we were playing in it was either reno or vegas i'm not sure which many years ago and i sat down at a blackjack table because i know how to do it and i had a little cash and i sat down in the first hand i don't remember the hand by the way but whatever it was i won kind of big time maybe 500 bucks on on a bet of 100 or whatever and um first of all everybody at the table asked me to leave because because I wasn't a real player. It screws the whole table up. And yes. uh, if you've ever played cards, you understand that. I barely yep. did. But the point is, anyway, I did get up and leave because um, it was a lucky... It was the opposite of scared money. I really didn't give a crap. I put down whatever money and I won. And then I got up and left. The problem is uh, f- my wife and I were um, vacationing once in Key West, Florida, your old state, right? US, my favorite place. So Florida, um, let's face it. Florida and California both have a lot of real flaky people and a lot of kind of sad people. Like they're not, they're not necessarily... They're
1: looking, for something, they're looking for something in life that they're typically not going to find.
0: There's that. And also when I say flaky, I'm not talking about the poor, like, you know, in the South or something where they're... they're bad health, toothless, ignorant, uh, never had a chance. I'm talking about people who are not you know they're sort of poor, but they're also kind of gamers and looking for something for nothing. And Florida's yes. Florida's probably the one of the number one states for that.
1: They are and number one.
0: We walked into I don't know, I was in a 7-Eleven or something, whatever passes for some kind of quick thing, you know, we were in store and I saw a very, very large sign on the wall in back of the cash register that said um, that we don't sell whatever their lottery is, that we don't sell uh, lottery tickets, no credit cards. And you know, I thought about, well, why don't they take credit cards? And then it hit me like two seconds later. I'm going, oh, God, you know what? In this culture, there are people who actually will run up their credit cards thinking yep. – Ah, one more time, one more time, I know I can do it. And these are the people who, you know, get their knees broken in Vegas and stuff because they just keep getting more and more. Well, maybe not in Vegas, but they keep getting more and more in debt and eventually. Anyway, they call gambling a sickness, an illness. It's, I think it's more of a mental syndrome. I mean, yes, it's a horrible thing and people need to be cured of it, uh, air quotes. But it isn't. I don't believe it's like a real mental illness. I think it's just a thought pattern because I don't think there's any – of course, I may be wrong, but I don't think there's any organic cause of it. I don't think it's hereditary. I don't think it's metabolic. You know, alcoholism, for example, there's a lot of – we don't know that much, but there are a lot of reasons why you might – get that it's not you don't catch it but i mean it can also be metabolic is what i'm saying because uh, alcohol any substance affects different people different ways sure and i guess gambling does too but my point is i think it's just there's this susceptibility to it and it's it's sad there was a guy in again i think it was probably las vegas but it might have been california on an Indian reservation, one of those casinos, there's a sign in the door that's like, you couldn't be any more explicit. It says, I think it says something like, y- when you enter this premises, you have to understand that you could lose every penny you've ever made in your life or anything that you have. And it's like that. It's 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 like what I would tell somebody if I had like a, a kid said to, well, why shouldn't I gamble? You know, well, because you could lose every penny, you know. And the guy went in there, and he lost his life savings, and he lost everything. And then he sued the casino. (laughs) I'm laughing. I'm laughing kind of crying. Right. Because, first of all, that is so effing stupid that it's unbelievable. That isn't ignorant. That's just stupid. And second of all, yeah, so the guy, I guess you could say somebody like that is actually sick. Because you go in there knowing that you do have a chance. Well, let's face it. If I went into a casino, as far as I know... If I was on the stand, you know, I would testify. As far as I know, it, I cannot picture myself going into a casino, gambling, winning a little bit, and then not leaving with my winnings or losing a little bit and not leaving. I cannot conceive. My my mind, I don't know, I'd have to be like really modified mentality, really, really drunk or something, really high on something. But I, in my state right now, yeah, I might go into a lottery thing. I haven't done it in probably 30 years, but I, I yeah, why not go in there? Because if you don't enter, you don't win. But <laughs> the chances I, I, are tiny, you know, they're really yeah. minuscule.
1: Well, it's also, things are very different today. Like uh, the first time I went to Vegas, it uh, was 1983 or 84. And the woman I lived with at the time, she was a travel agent. So she got us uh, a free trip out there. And well, free until we got out there. Then it became very unfree. Yeah, and and
0: we well, got comp yeah. drinks and stuff, right? Comp yeah, free food,
1: free drinks. The gambling was really the biggest thing of all. all right. And and back then it was free food and free drinks. I don't think it's quite so much that anymore. But back then you could sit on a one dollar blackjack table, and you could stay there for hours and hours and hours, and I was a young kid. I wasn't making any money. So it's not like I had a lot of money to go out and gamble with in the first place. And I remember several times the same, like six, seven of us. And, you know, back then I drank. Back then I smoked. And, you know, and so I was like, I had like 20 bucks that I brought to the table with me. And I played with the exact same group of people for eight, nine, I remember one time we played for like 11 hours. They moved us a couple of times when they needed to clean tables Jeez. and things like that. Uh, and we had a great time laughing and joking. If you're playing the $1 tables back then, you weren't there to try to make a buck. You were there just more for the social.
0: Right, and there's a lot of camaraderie kind of like in a a bar back in the day. Joking
1: before we know, you know, you're all best friends and all that stuff. You know, we all got cigarettes hanging over our mouths the whole time. I mean, thinking back, it was a really disgusting scene. And did the waitresses come as soon
0: as your glass was empty? They go, hey, can can I top you up? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, they all did. I mean, if you had another margarita. I was a beer drinker, so if I was down to like an inch left of beer, they were bringing me a fresh one and right. just taking,
0: take, it. take but the old it,
1: one. It, but it became you know, and but I had, had I had my fill of that. You know, after a couple of days, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm done with that. My lungs were killing me. My liver was killing me. Uh-huh. I was like, I was tired, and I was like, okay, I'm ready to be done with that. We come back. I was living in Syracuse at the time. We come back, and 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 she's like, she she had the Jones bad. I mean, she really really. Had, and so she's like, well, let's go down to Atlantic City. And Atlantic Ooh. City, this is the day after we flew back. Yeah. And Atlantic City like That's- a five six, five, six hour drive from Syracuse. I said, no. Well, we ended up going anyways. And Atlantic City is a freaking depressing town. One block away from the casinos, it is adject poverty. Yeah. I mean – Horrible, horrible, Yeah, it's not poverty. a fake built. It's
0: it, They stuck it in there, you know, and it's got all the connotations of, uh, of, of but, crime syndicates and all that too.
1: But what really finished me off as far as casinos go, because the thing is, is casinos were not built on winners. Casinos are built on losers. Sure. That's the way it works. And nobody ever wants to face that simple truth. Well, I live in Connecticut and before those Foxwoods, It was a bingo hall by the Indians on the reservation. And it was just one room bingo. You could go play bingo. I went a couple of times with my mother and that same woman. And it was fun. It was no big deal. It was bingo, just like you would play at the church or something. It wasn't high stakes or anything. Well, they cut the deal with uh, some uh, Singapore or Malaysian company to build Foxwoods. And they built this big, huge casino. Well, I remember the weekend it opened in 93 or 94. And I'm bartending at the time. And for a couple of nights, my bar was empty, empty, because everybody took the hour jaunt over to Foxwoods to the new casino. And before I knew it, there was several of the people that were always my regulars. They were gone three, four, hmm. five nights a week over and over and over. And I knew quite a few people who ended up losing homes, losing uh, you know, their livelihoods losing marriages, the whole nine yards over. It. And people are going to say, well, it's symptomatic of other things. And it's probably true. But that gave them a beautiful avenue to really screw up their lives. Yeah, you know, I'm sure their lives maybe were missing something before that. But there the correlation directly between the casino coming in and people losing everything was real. And the thing is, be, Foxwoods ended up building bigger and bigger and bigger. Sure. Mohegan Sun, right up the road, built this huge – I mean, it's massive, those two places now people come from. And that actually is one of the reasons that Atlantic City is doing so badly right now. <laughs> Trump's casino is closing, by the way. <laughs> oh,
0: good. Uh, I wish uh, he'd close. Yeah.
1: But the, my, my my final point on that was is I saw a direct correlation. You know what? We all have done harmful stuff things in our day whether it's substance abuse alcohol smoking eating too much whatever I'm, it's not that i'm judging gamblers or people who have lost everything to the casinos any more than i judge myself for drinking too much you know when i was younger to the point where you know it's like i don't drink now um so it's not a judgment it's it's a, there's almost like a sadness to me that this was allowed to happen. It didn't have to happen that way. They, they, they used the where we're providing jobs thing because electric boat, the big submarine maker in New London, Connecticut, went under or almost under It lost thousands, tens of thousands of jobs, which impacted the whole local economy, you know, spread out from there.
0: And they have a lot of they have a lot of jobs that you could be that can be done just by them training people. Obviously, they have a lot of waiting, waiting, and food and drinks and bartending. And And they
1: sold this whole bill of goods to also they sold the whole bill of goods to the local uh, tribes people. They were getting big stipends. I mean, people were for not having to do you know for not having or they either had to be assigned work or they didn't have to do anything. Were getting checks for like fifty, sixty, seventy thousand a year. So they were living really well. Well, those checks have dried up now because uh, revenues have gone have come down over the time. But to me, the economic damage that I see of of people going, and I know people are not going to like it, but I can't tell. And I, I'm not trying to judge necessarily how people spend their money. But if you're going, if you if you're kind of living hand to mouth, week to week, and you're sitting in the casino for hours, it's hard for me. To feel all that sorry for your economic suffering,
0: then. Well, I feel sorry that they weren't uh, born or acqu- born with or haven't acquired the mature judgment that's needed, and that's a problem. As long, assuming you're not abusing a substance, because then it, that all bets are off. If I may uh, coin sure. a phrase, all Absolutely. bets are off. Uh, you know, so I mean, it, assuming that you are not under any influence of any chemicals. Um it's it's absolutely horrible to think that there are people who don't make the connection between I am borderline poor or I'm poor and but I'm going to go into a place whose business it is basically to plume everybody. Yes. I mean I mean there is no what are they as you just said, uh, they're not there for the winners, they're there for the losers. And, and they've and, spent a
1: lot of money and they've spent a lot of money with research. How exactly? What sounds? What sights? What Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no windows. There's no clocks. There's a reason they don't have to have sounds coming from the slot machines, but they know that clang, clang, clang. Because they even the the ones that don't pull out coins anymore, they build that sound into the slots, even if even if they don't, because they know they they've done studies. It's just like alcohol. It's just yep. like TV. It's
0: like it's cigarettes. Like, like cigarettes.
1: Right. They they've got the market. They know exactly. They have people who have this fine tuned down just like tv just like tv it's no different they and it's sensory it's all about the sensory and bringing you in knowing that okay not every single person who comes in is going to get hooked all we need is a couple all we need is a couple out of every hundred Mm -hmm. and and we'll we'll be in business forever you know it's i you know what it, it just it makes me very very sad
0: it is. It's totally sadly. I was trying to bring up a list of uh, moving on because there's nothing we can do about that except ask people nope. to uh, give their kids a sense of value and the fact that really there is no free lunch. It always comes down to that. I mean, exactly. it's, it's a hard uh, decision to make, much harder today in that um, no matter what you do, no matter what college degree you might attain, no matter what training, no matter what knowledge you might have, you still might be unemployed. So that, that decision is getting even harder now. You know, the, one, no, one, one could, no one has an assured future anymore. So that's one another one. One quick point. question for sure. you. Sure. I read a
1: couple of weeks ago Sting, he's worth $300 million, mm-hmm. and, and he, Philip Seymour Hoffman, who recently passed, had $35 million. Neither one of them left money or are leaving money to their kids because they don't want their kids to become trust fund babies mm-hmm. with no direction, no goals in life. Now, Philip Seymour Hoffman kind of got a bad rap the other day because really the money they said went to his partner, not his kids. Well, his partner's the mother of his three kids. So, you know, she's going to make sure her kids are provided for. So, yes. that's, uh, yeah, one
0: could assume. One could. And assume. he
1: also he also made that proviso in his will when when he only had one child before he had three children, mm-hmm. and he did in fact actually build a trust in if she passed first.
0: But well, the know, gates uh, the gates have also done the same thing as far as we know. You know, yeah. again, a grain of salt time because this stuff you know people make things public and uh, it may not. We, but you do you know.
1: think it's a good idea overall to not encumber and essentially not encumber uh, to your not kids provide with
0: it. uh yeah, probably probably, although not, maybe you could limit it to not the having them be filthy rich, but it wouldn't I would not object or think it's bad if you were able to if if you left enough for your kids to be able to uh just survive and do what they wanted yeah, sure i mean if I had whatever millions you needed. And I was uh, working with my will. Uh, I would definitely leave the most of it to other things and not to kids. But I would maybe make a trust that certainly had enough money to survive on. Maybe even as a, fa- a small family, you know what I mean. But I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be with the hey, uh, Child number one gets a hundred million. Child number two gets uh, two hundred million, or, or even all the same. Each one gives thirty-three point three million. Um, there, there are probably ways to do that. The other thing is to set up things like college funds which, right. and, or, and various subje- investments. You could, you could, for example, have income property that you give to, that you. Um, um, uh, what's <laughs> I'm thinking? Forgetting the name when you make a will, be, be, uh, be that you leave to. Uh, let's put it that way. You assign to a child, so you, they've got income property. They inherit. The income property, for example. Right. You'll always have this stipend coming in, and then the, the, it's up to the child as they grow up whether they're going to um, you know, sell that for the fastest bid or to go get a bunch of heroin. I don't know. That, right. So you're never going to... There is no insurance against that kind of thing. No. Uh, the best way is to try to teach, uh, to teach the kids if i say the value of money that sounds so like right wing moral majority but <laughs> but but there's some truth in that certainly there is truth the value that. of money especially the value of money that you work for hey um we have about uh, about a quarter of an hour left, and unless you have any other, uh, buzzkill stuff. <laughs> no. no, no <laughs> Let's, no. Uh, I want to talk a little bit because we haven't done this for a while, and there's a whole bunch of new shows have come out. And I want to take the opportunity for you and I to bad mouth about 99% of them because I've watched a lot of them. And I was looking for the list, and I cannot bring up my main, uh, TV.com is not coming up. Uh, I've put in a plug for the critics on that thing before, and I've got to tell you, regarding, for example, Under the Dome. I have a new episode of Under the Dome I haven't watched yet, but I watched the first one. You're, you're telling me, and a lot of people in the forums are saying, oh, why is anybody watching this? It's absolutely absurd. And it is. It's horrible. But then they come up with these page after page of like really funny some of them are animated gifs 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 uh, some of them are some of them are stills with captions, but I mean they are really you know laughing out loud, rolling on the floor, laughing, funny, some of them, and of course we i can 't read them because people can 't see, but um, that one 's good, but also a lot of the other stuff um, that I watch I go to this site tv dot com and they have communities. And I've mentioned before that, uh, and let's get to The Bridge, Season 2, real quick here. But I've mentioned before that uh, the, the Bridge has a community, and there's also this guy, Tim Surratt, and other critics who you know talk about each episode. And it's really good because these people are really bright. So you, when you read it, you're thinking, um, I didn't even notice that. Or sometimes it's like, I noticed that and wondered about it. And a lot of times, and this is what's unusual to me, If you think about how bad YouTube comments are, or even how, you know, Twitter and all that, on the communities here, for the most part, the comments are really intelligent. It's very, very surprising. And, um, for example, on... I don't remember what show. It's probably uh, the following, which is another show, a little like Under the Dome. You watch it just to suffer, you know, and then you, but then you read the thing the next day and it's hilarious. Uh, somebody actually, I noticed a f- what I thought was an anomaly in a scene, and then I was looking at, in the community and somebody posted something and somebody asked the same question and the other guy or woman, I don't know, the other person answered the question. He said, "No, no, the person, the guy walked into the room with a sweater." And he took a sweater off the chair. Some detail that I thought, well wait a minute, that's odd. They, why didn't they fix that in the mix? Uh the bridge. I love the bridge. I love a it. lot of people, including me, didn't care for the very end of the first season with the where they were precisely on the bridge and the 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 and I don't know.
1: But it game. was a start and a finish. I mean and the thing is, yeah. is that because that came from the Swedish show, Braun, um that's how the season one over there. Oh, really? As well, yes. That's why it was interesting because the first season of the American Bridge, the first two or three episodes were almost word for word the exact same as the Swedish version. And then it went and then it kind of strayed away from that. Where does the Swedish version
0: take place?
1: It takes place. It's actually Swedish uh, Danish. Yeah. And it takes the bridge. There's the famous bridge. It connects Sweden and uh, Denmark.
0: So they have a tunnel smuggling I- immigrants no, between <laughs> – No, 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 no. That part was not in the – Okay. I wanted to call you on that because oh, that no, seemed no, no, really no. really weird to have no. a tunnel.
1: And what was interesting about that version is half of the cast was Swedish. Half of the cast was Danish. It was mm-hmm. a co-production between the two countries. And the Swedish actors did Swedish. The Danish actors did Danish. Mm-hmm. And, and you
0: watched it with subtitles, I guess. And you
1: watched it with sub. I watched it with subtitles and absolutely loved it. And uh, but it was interesting listening to the actors in a, in a show in English on the mm-hmm. BBC talking about it. it. Was hard for them because not knowing the other language, right. figuring out at first when, when sentences were ending when they were finishing their sentences. But um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was it was about a beginning and an end for the bridge. I think on that first season. So that's why they had. It ending there. I understand the hokey nature to it and there was a little bit of hokeyness to it on both versions. Well, both
0: the, versions. the first, uh, what I'm complaining about that a lot of people were complaining about is that it, how long it took to play out where the guy's on the bridge and he shot. The right. details, the actual details, if you if you said it in three sentences uh, that, that Marco shot the guy he wanted to kill him and all that. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't? Uh, I think everybody identifies with that. And it, and it was it was really good drama <laughs> spoilers, sorry. It was really good drama that that they didn't save the kid. I mean, because nowadays we can do that. Apparently, in the '60s, you never ever saw no, that happen. Never. Of course, in the oh. '60s, when people got shot, they just held their chest and fell with no blood or anything either. But,
1: I, I was when I watched the original Swedish version first, and 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 the, and the kid died in that one as well. Mm-hmm. And I was just floored because it was like, wow, you just don't see that. Even in American TV, you really—it's rare.
0: You have to it's be The Sopranos or I something.
1: I wondered. I wondered if because this came from Europe, if they decided to go ahead and and because also let's face it, this is not on a regular network. This is on FX, yeah. isn't
0: it? Well, FX uh, is almost a regular network, but they—they yeah, they have great stuff. Yeah. A lot of they have a lot of good things.
1: But um, I was wondering if they took the chance and went with that angle on the American version because they did it in the European version without a huge amount of backlash. Plus, this was not a young child.
0: I don't think there was any backlash
1: Frank, no. on that like, particular he wasn't,
0: he wasn't a young child either. No, he no, was, he was a teenager.
1: He was, he was a late teens. He was like yeah. 18 or something. And I'm not saying that that's okay, but that's you know, TV. <laughs> no. It's TV. But I tell you what, I because I love the actress, the Swedish actress that played uh, the version there, at first I was not enamored of the American version of her.
0: Wait, which which she, one? The blonde, the yes. inspector with Asperger's or whatever. Yes.
1: Yeah. And she's actually in real life. She's German. Um, really? But yes, she's German. And, uh, but I warmed to her character after a while. Cause I, t- I took out of the equation, the original. And uh, I think yeah. it's open. I think it's a fantastic show. The original, if you, if anybody goes on Hulu or Hulu plus or Hulu, the original is B R O N, is Bron is the original version. It's two seasons because the second hmm. season already played out. Um, absolutely magnificent. You know, deal with the subtitles. You it'll be well worth it. So you There's already watched
0: the second season or not?
1: Oh god, last year, last last winter because the second okay. season was last year. But I was worried at first that there would be too many spoilers for the American version. But yeah. like the produ- producers said from here on in, they're not going to follow anything anymore between the two, so you can watch one.
0: That's good, because it doesn't the- really translate that well. I mean, there's, there are some major statements that could be made between the Mexican and the American thing, and I love that part of it. So here's my one of my objections, anyway, besides the fact that I didn't like the end that, that was drawn out into, like, three episodes, but forget uh-huh. that. There's a couple of things that are wacky and that have been discussed uh, for a long time on the communities as well. Uh, and one is that there's a lot of stuff that just comes and goes and that you don't see. The ends are not being tied up. And right. uh, one thing, f- so let's let's move, zoom into, because I wanted to talk about this, zoom into the premiere of season two. Because I thought the premiere of season two was very poor in a lot of ways. I really like Marco, whoever that actor is. And mm-hmm. I, I love, he is just in such a bad place right now. And the actor is just, I think he just is fantastic. Yes, the reporter is. who's really well known. I don't know the names of these people, but you know that I guy. Like him a lot. He's he's pretty famous, and and he's doing a great job. And I like his assistant. I like a lot of the subsidiary characters. Um, but but the the episode was all over the place, and it's so nuts, but not in an Asperger's way that she would go to bed with the the killer. I mean, you know that part is just out no, of nowhere. True.
1: I oh, don't they, get that her sister's killers. Yeah, I mean
0: she's nobody's that crazy even if you have a disease, you know? I mean I there's that just is so random and weird. Um so you know maybe somebody well, she's she's yeah, but she has
1: on the show she does have a um I'm not going to say a sex problem. Yeah, she but, likes and, it. But and then the thing is is in the original version both seasons. That happened? She's she frequently that's she her just
0: way. decides that she wants well, to have sex with somebody. Well you know, it's, I get no, that. It's
1: not, it's not really so much that. It's because her emotional connections are wired so differently.
0: Yeah.
1: That's, that's the only – sex is the only way really that she has to really connect in the moment with a, with a lot of people. And you know, there are people in real life that happens too. I, I guess so. That's their main avenue for connection is sex. And I think for her, that's what it is.
0: I guess it could be, but the other thing is and and as much as I like Lyle Lovett, watching him phone in you know twenty second scenes constantly is really a pain too. I mean, if you're gonna use the guy and i and I'm saying this for him too, because i've don Donald Sutherland does this in about six shows too. They go in and they film you know they probably go in one day and film like twenty twenty second scenes and then they probably don't even know what the scene is for. It's just it's such a cookie cutter, cutter artificial irritating thing. Now, granted, love it. That's actually something he's really good for because he has that flavor and he has a certain look. He's not exactly the mainnay idol type, you know, and he's no. he's he's perfect for that. It just said, let's get to the point here, you know? Cuz this drives me nuts.
1: I haven't seen um Episode three was last night, so I'll be watching oh. that. T- I'll be watching that tonight. Probably.
0: Really, I think I'm just on two.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh. Episode three was last night.
0: So. Okay, just a second. I have I'll a- be that. Anyway, that's our that's our in depth uh, arguments on the bridge. It's not really an argument. I like the show. I love it. But here's – now, I've got a list of shows, and we're going to go through very quickly because we only have a few minutes left. Yep. Uh, yep. Let's go through a couple of quick uh, thumbs up, thumb down, and a couple of snide remarks on each one, okay? Sure. We don't even have to talk about Under the Dome. It's so stupid. Go to TV.com, look up Under the Dome, and find the community. If you don't have – for the, I mean, not you. I already told you that. But for people listening, if you don't get at least one laugh on any of the critiques where they do these stupid photos – then you, I don't know what to tell. There's no hope for you. Next up, The Strain. I think you saw The Strain, or did you? Hate it.
1: Hate it. <laughs> I, I watched half of the first episode, and I was like, are you effing kidding me? No, I, I, I can't watch this. It's painful. The acting is terrible. I, The, the whole thing with the plane in the beginning... And and who's supposed to be the main guy outside of the plane? It was just so goddamn
0: hokey. It was a little like the Fringe first episode I mean, uh, started like no, that. No, well. fri- uh, not fringe, fringe.
1: I mean, Fringe had brilliant actors. Oh right yeah, of Gecko. course. Um, no, I I couldn't. It was too bad. It's like I have too many other things in life. I can absorb looking at paint on my walls before I watch <laughs> the strain.
0: Again. Well, I'll, I'm going to try it. Uh, I'm uh, going to try it again. Second version. Again, second thing. Uh, my wife liked the first one, so that's always a big. Uh, a big uh, impetus to watch it. Anyway, it's, it's, for those of you who've never heard of it, the strain it's this disease, but the disease is like vampirism. So we'll and see. And I love vampires. We'll so see where that goes. That. And yeah. see, I don't, but we'll I see. I love vampires. All right, was- Extant with Halle Berry because Halle Berry. No, I, I, okay. I watched number one. Uh, I fell asleep during two. I may have to watch it again, but it, it didn't seem like it was going very quickly we're on number three you watched the first one did you give it up or you both like of it
1: them. i watched both of them you know what i went in thinking i was not going to like it uh in general mm-hmm. my wife really thought she wasn't gonna like it because she doesn't like like aliens yeah like the movie aliens and things right. like she doesn't like that stuff and we like it and we're not quite sure why really because really nothing much happens i mean really if you look at it in totality the two episodes so far not much really happens. Uh it's kind of slow moving. But there's something about it that I don't know if it's hooked me. It's one of those shows extent is one of those shows that if I waited till this fall to like binge watch it, I'd be perfectly fine. I you know, I I'm sure I'm gonna continue to watch it. And I'm not quite certain why. I, I don't know that she's exactly all that great in it. And I'm not and some of the characters are really cardboard uh characters
0: but there's something about it that i like well i think uh, some of the details are well done uh yes. let me jump to so i am on that site i wanted to jump to the most uh, anticipate because there's a nice list there uh, rectify. Uh, rectify Well we get yeah we can brilliant. we can cover that uh, while i'm uh, getting my rec- list of the rec- newer ones
1: rectify is brilliant
0: that's now that's, that's starting to sort of a is season 2 or is it the end of it's season, season 1 it's season two now on Sundance Channel. It's absolutely brilliant. And uh, tell me, because I already know, but tell me why it's brilliant, because uh, it's uh, very I, slow I mean, as well. It's
1: very slow, and you know what? There's there's going to be people who are just going to be sitting there tapping their thumbs because they want excitement, and they want yeah, slam car chase. But you know, life isn't always like that, and this is really an interesting slice of life in a small southern town. The writer of it is from the south, and you can tell it in his colloquialisms, his pacing, uh, the characters' pacing—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a very slow-moving, beautifully acted drama. It beautifully really acted, yeah. and you know what's what interesting is the lead actor, Daniel. He's Australian, and the blonde-haired girl, uh, his sister-in-law, she's Australian as well. And I've seen her in other uh, movies. They're both seasons, excellent miniseries, and she's—they are that show. If you want to watch a, a collective group of actors, and I mean actors, these people can act. And a writer, he is phenomenal.
0: It's Does beautiful. It really is if a great if drama. If you've ever
1: lived in the South like <laughs> I have, it's, there, there are little touches in there that you can really identify with. Rectify, to me, is brilliant. It is so worth sitting down and just letting yourself be enveloped by a fascinating story.
0: But you can't uh, want just escape or veg out. No, so. no, it's not hey, that. Hey, speaking of the South, what about uh, Reckless? You watching that? Reckless? Reckless is about a a woman attorney from New York. Never heard of it. (laughs) Okay. Well, look it up. You might like it because it's in the South. I found, just to shorten my comment as as much as I can, um, I found it irritating – because it's trying to be the South a little too extreme. So there's all these, there's a little bit of racism. There's a little that, you know, it's like somebody let's see, how can we, you know, it was like, it's it's a little contrived. I'm not in love with the woman who's the star. Uh, So I guess that kind of screws it up. My wife didn't like it. That's always the death knell (laughs) of these things. (laughs) Um, Here's a new one that's, oh, this is starting um, in three days. It's called Manhattan on WGN. So we'll watch for that. Did you watch heard, Married on FX? No. Okay, that's brand new. It started July 17th. Didn't like it. Next, The Leftovers, HBO. Do you get the you, – you're able to get HBO, right? You're able well, to watch I, HBO. You, yes, there I can ways. watch HBO.
1: You're on um, Leftovers
0: or did you leave it?
1: I like it. You know, It's not exactly what I thought it was going to be in certain ways, and it certainly is probably the most depressing show TV has had on in many years other than something like The Hoarder's but um it's the first two episodes i, I liked i would have given them a, a b a solid b some of the younger characters on it are so annoying that i wish they would be taken away themselves and <laughs> and and it was that some of that was annoying that's why i i dropped it down to a b but i'll tell you what episode 3 with uh christopher Eggleston, the original the what the doctor on doctor who when it came back in 2005 mm-hmm. he was the first season doctor That was a tour de force of acting as as the local minister who was losing his church and trying and and trying to get people to understand what was going on. That episode, basically, instead of having it be about all the different townspeople and all the different issues, they really boiled it down to one character for Mm -hmm. that episode. And it was one of the best hours of TV I have seen in many years. Figured, Many years. It I was, figured it was absolutely amazing.
0: I figured I would uh, give it another chance. I watched the first one. I thought that it was very uninteresting and very uneven. But uh, I'll, yes. I'll give it another chance. The hey,
1: second r- one is still very uneven. So the, go, to t- go to episode three.
0: I'll uh, I do the three or even four sometimes uh, test. Uh, by the way, just as a note, Reckless is on CBS. So CBS it's a, and the description is a gorgeous. Yankee litigator. boy, I don't know. They're going awfully far. That's (laughs) absolutely not my opinion. Uh, Gorgeous Yankee litigator, a charming southern attorney, and lots of sultry summer fun. Yeah, it's kind of a soap opera. All right. Um,
1: There's a couple other shows coming up this summer. Well, there's
0: one called You Are the Worst also that I tried. And that's – there are four, like, married couple – Either sitcom or dramas where people, you know, midlife crisis kind of thing. I'm trying to find the other names. Okay. Um, Halt and Catch Fire about the computer revolution. I watched the first one, but that's all. I watched
1: the first one, and that's all I did, too. I mean, it it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It it, it it started to get bad in the second one. (laughs) Did it? Okay. I never watched even – I don't think it's going to be renewed either, and that was also one of those things. Uh, it's like yeah. I just I had a feeling it's not going to be renewed. So if that's the case, don't why invest. Am I watching? Which is also why I'm enjoying more and more of these one and done kind of things. Well, even with Fargo, that's one and done. Even though it's been renewed for another year, it's going to be a whole new cast, whole new. So and same with True Detective. I loved True Detective this year. That was.
0: It was great, yeah.
1: Great. It was, And now it's going to be great that it's not them next year. It's going to be a whole new set of actors, a whole new story. I find that I'm liking the British way of doing that kind of thing now, of just doing one and duns, whether it's six, eight, ten episodes, and then move on. I think the writing a lot of times stays crisper that way. I think the acting st- stays crisper. And a lot of the actors I've read about in England, they like that. They'll play this character for one season –
0: yeah, because it never turns into a caricature like house or something. Right. And I,
1: But before I forget, there's a three part on Netflix right now. It's called The Politician's Husband. And it's David Tennant. Mm-hmm. Again, the guy, guy who played the doctor. And then he was in Broadchurch last year. And he's going to be re, redoing his role from Broadchurch over here in America mm-hmm. on the new uh, series Grace Point. And he's a member of parliament who's married to a... a, a she's a member of parliament as well. well and there's Political intrigue and backstabbing and backstabbing within the marital unit and uh, it's a really sounds like House of Cards. It, well, it's kind of like that meets the War of the Roses meets a very interesting morality tale mm-hmm. in there about uh, about reaping what we have sown uh, and so forth. So it's on Netflix called The Politician's Husband. Sounds good. It's, it's, it's three parts. Each part's like fifty-five minutes or something. We watched the finale last night of it, and it was really, really good. And David Tennant, he he plays a really good scumbag in it. He really
0: does. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, one one last thing um, before we go, because it's another, it's just another show that I saw the name of, and I did watch it or try to. It's called Rush. It's about a doctor who's. Uh, uh, you're nodding. You heard of it? Well,
1: well, there well, It's probably a different series then, because it was an Australian series called Rush that I was thinking about. But it's not it.
0: It uh, might be. Uh, well, it's not. Yeah, it's not the lawyer. This guy's a doctor. He uh, deals only with cases of people who are in organized crime or have some horrible. Uh, wait a minute. How can I find this Rush? I can't find the description, but it's like it's a very, very weird uh, setup. And I tried to like it because it sounded. There, there was another one about a doctor who had a split personality and every morning at 8 o'clock he woke up I forgot the name of that and that was kind of interesting but it was also so far-fetched and so wacky
1: oh I know which one you're talking yeah. about. I can't remember the
0: name of it but I enjoyed it you I like the one want... called Awake I really thought that that was a good that show that was
1: going to be that was going to be a great show it's too See, bad they it canceled... didn't find its audience I
0: don't understand why they would cancel a show like that which was intelligent it had good yes. drama it had kids drama you know the, 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 the relationship with his kids Kid, and they had a very interesting plot device where you could have his family but then there, his family was dead or disappeared whatever that all was that was, was a really well good fun. show it yeah. really
1: was you know what you might like also I don't know you have Netflix right? Do you? Have yeah yeah, fun? I do I don't know if uh, Netflix in France would have it or not But uh, they're
0: supposed to have the same stuff
1: well not always because I can go into Netflix well in that's UK right no, and now
0: that you mentioned they're, they're very restrictive on licensing yeah
1: yeah I can go into the Netflix
0: in the UK and it's not the exact okay. same so what is time. it?
1: Um, it's this show. It's an Australian show called. Well, they did a remake this year with a uh, Greg Kinnear on
0: Fox called Wake. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't stand that. That was awful. Well, well they were, the I wanted original, him. To, I wanted him to blow up immediately.
1: Oh, I did too. Well, the original one, the Australian one, was much yeah. funnier, much better. You know, the uh, the alcoholic, drug invested yeah. lawyer, um, ne'er do well, and all stuff. But it was mm-hmm. it was a funny show. It was nothing like this. It was. I was very disappointed in this one. But
0: it's you know it's. Yeah. T- what can TV you do?
1: Is, it's very subjective. I mean, you'll, you know, when, when you have the Kardashians being successful on TV, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Really.
0: Yeah. Well, fortunately, there is Hulu, there is Netflix and there are many yes. other solutions. There's going to be more and more video on demand. Uh, as a yes. matter of fact, there are several here in France, plus our own RISP, which is how we get our TV through the set up box. Um, they're getting more and more stuff. So, you know, there's hope for cable cutting. It's, it's going to be, life is going to be good over the next years. And it's already pretty good for us. If we know, if you know how to uh, get this stuff or are able to get Netflix or whatever, Netflix is is really a boon now that they're and Amazon now that they're producing (laughs) their own stuff. We're running short though. We should really get going here. I just want to remind everybody that you can uh, keep abreast if you will of uh, what we're doing <laughs> by uh, looking at leave the bottle or ltb.re has the short no bullshit uh, listing of every episode and a couple other pieces of information. But the blog is actually leave the bottle podcast.com. And, you know, we always like to say that you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, blah, blah, blah. But the fact is, if you're listening to this, you already probably know that. So it's not that important.
1: Nah, it's But you know what? No bullshit. That should have been the name of the show. I like that.
0: That no would have been good. No bullshit with Randy
1: Resnick and Jim Beriford. Oh, my God. That would have been brilliant.
0: Yeah, but then ltb.re wouldn't make any sense. This is true, too. It barely I mean, does I would,
1: now. I would, have, I would have had to put make a T-shirt with that. No bullshit with.
0: Actually, it could be. <laughs> isn't there a BS domain? We should start one. And then you have no.bs. Oh, my God. That's perfect. That would be good. I'll have to look up and see if there's BS. Now that's funny. It would be
1: yeah, so yeah, subscribe to us and write and tell us, you know, that we, you know, you
0: liked it, that you hated it, that you know, we're atheistic morons or something. Yeah, but the best way actually I think the best way is to go to Google Plus that is plus.google.com and look for Leave the Bottle podcast and you'll find us on there and you can communicate that way as well. That's probably
1: the easiest and you can communicate with us. I'm, I'm there at James Barryford B-A-R-R-A-F-O-R-D. You can communicate with me there as well.
0: Yeah, that's true. My name is Randy Resnick. I don't admit it that often, but uh, it's not a pseudonym, so you can communicate with me as well.
1: Go check Steve Factor, F-A-K-T-O-R. Go check his post out about uh, Gaza and Russia. It's actually quite well
0: done. I agree. Okay, until next time. All right, later.